I will let you um, kind of settle in for a second while I'm getting my bearings. See if I'm supposed to stand here in the light. That was a pun. That was a pun. Somebody picked it up. Somebody picked it up. I'm going to stand in the light this morning. Praise God. Um, amen. Amen. That's my wife giving me more encouragement. She's, she's awesome. She is. Thank you. I do too. I'm, this, is, this is my lovely wife, Patricia. I call her Pat. <laughs> oh. oh, bless the Lord. Um, I'm going to take a few minutes and just kind of give you a little uh, background that I had started with last week. Some of you were not here, uh, and it's okay. We'll kind of catch you up. What the Lord has been doing with me in the past month or so has been exciting. Um, and hopefully I can kind of maybe give you a little bit of a glimpse of that. God gives certain um, mandates on our life to, to operate in and to uh, express and to relay. Um, a lot of this has to do with gifts and graces that he does. And, you know, the, the gifts of God that he imparts to you, whether we realize it or not, are just not just for you. The gifts and graces of God have a purpose in it. And, you know, when we sing songs about God, use us. Let me be an instrument of praise. Let me be all of these things. God says, okay, how about this one? And you get this thought that comes in your mind. You say, where did that come from? Well, it's the Holy Spirit working in you to do his will. It's the God on, in the atmosphere, on the earth, in you, to move you to his per perfect will. And if you would allow me to ramble on just for a few minutes, <coughs> I'm getting warmed up. You know how you got to start the engine? You know, we came from up north. We got to kind of get the engine started and get it kind of going and prompting. You know, some of you farmers might want to, you know, prime the pump and however way you want to use that. But I want to start with, um, if you remember, we, we did this thing last week where we were talking about, let's see if I can pull this out. Some of you are visuals. Oh, thank you. Some of you have visual um, acuity, so it makes sense for you to see something. So I kind of want to make sure we cover some of you had, may want to bring a perspective, but I talked about the Lord giving me this word, and it had these categories, the prophetic framework and content, and then he flipped it last Sunday, and I had to start with prophetic. So the prophetic had to start first, and the reason that is, if you understand more about what the prophetic word is, the prophetic word just basically means is the word of God being proclaimed, yeah. simply put. That's what a prophetic word is, is the word of God being given in a fashion that's used by the gifts, vessels, and you may have a prophetic word, but you may not be a prophet. 
Can I unpack that just for a minute? There is a prophetic word, and people can speak a prophetic word. And then there's a prophetic word, and people can operate in the prophetic gift. Okay? And then there is the office of the prophet. And you hear, you've read those, you know, we, we know those. So we have a prophetic piece here, and then we have to bring the prophetic into a framework that understands what that means in the dimension and the time frame and the purpose of what we're living in now. Okay. That's called a rhema word. Yes. Okay? So when we operate in, in these fashions, the Lord had dropped, and I shared this with, with Mark a couple weeks ago, you know, Man, God is saying something here, and, and he's purposed in my heart to bring pieces of words given, revelation brought into a framework that fits us here. Okay. Catch the fire. Right. And what happens, because you have become a part of Catch the Fire, mm-hmm. the word is not only for Catch the Fire, <laughs> but the word is for you. Yeah. And so if the God has put a word in catch the fire to purpose you, he said things like, Brother Fount said, he talked about walk. And I don't know all the details. I can, I can unpack some of the things. But some of you who, who heard uh, Brother Fount's message talked about how he said walking in things. It, it had to do with our walk. And in his message had to do with the walk and bringing revelation about what we walk in. Okay? Some of you remember some of that. All we're doing is taking bits and pieces, and you'll understand it here in a minute. So, um, shoot, I can't think of her name. What is our sister that spoke? Crystal came and unpacked a message. And do you know what the main word that her message had to do with? Arise. Walk. Arise. Last week I shared with you, if, if you do anything of value for yourself, I would encourage you to take some notes about what ministers or what resonates with you in the time that we spent in the next 15, 20 minutes, especially because there's things that God wants to say. And if you weren't listening to what the Spirit is saying to the church in worship today, he's talking about igniting you. And it literally changed the course of my message today. That's how relevant the Spirit of God is moving. That's how awesome he is actually saying. And in the worship, he said so many things that are the backdrop to what he's trying to do. And you'll hear it in the prophetic here in a second. He's, he's doing all these things in the midst of us, and he's pouring out, he's moving, he's embracing, he's touching, he's doing all these things in the midst. And, and my question to you is when you get all the goosey bumps and all the kind of, whoa, hallelujah, have you asked yourself or asked the Lord, what is this, and where is it going? See, there's a thing about Christianity today that just gets on my nerves. It just, it literally, it, it just, it just bothers me. That would be so caught up in some hoopy goopy hala hula, and we're not even purposely understanding what all that stuff really means. What is that all about? 
unbelievers look at the, the dimensions of the charismatic experience and everything else, and you know, even overseas, they look at people who are also joyful and everything else, and they're looking and said, what, what's wrong with them? What is this all about? And we say things, oh, but it's Jesus. Well, it's not for you to be celebrating. It's for you to impart Jesus to them. Okay, Candy, I'm going to do it now. This is what they call a Selah moment. The definition of Selah, and I'm going to say this a couple times because this is one of the aspects of what God is doing with us. Selah means it's a Hebrew term, word, referring to a voluntarily, voluntary an intentional pause for reflection. Oftentimes of pausing, God gives us a revelation that transforms our perspective, bringing us closer to him. Selah positions us to hear his voice and be in his presence. Selah. So what, what we do with, and I, I shared this last week, we're going to have to embrace a word bath here. A word bath means that you're going to be bombarded with the word of God coming in your heart, in your mind, and no matter what, it doesn't matter whether you understand all the dynamics or all the bits and pieces we have mature saints in here that you can track with me and you can pick up the message, but your intent is not to just hear this bit of piece of truth and dwell on it. A little different than what I've heard preachers preach on. What he wants to do is to bring instruction, understanding, so that you can take that bit and all I want to do is set a table for the cornbread and the greens and, the, and the, the roast beef and the chicken and all the other things that make your mouth water right now. Sweet potato pie. I got one of those yesterday, by the way. Oh, man. I can't wait to get to that. And lay that out for your senses to be tingled and tangled and dwelled on. And you're going to have to go here and digest it for yourself. See, Christianity today has this, this, um, um, this, this thing of coming and being fed and walking away like you never understood a thing that was brought to you. First Timothy talks about it. Our religion being in this context where you look at yourself in the mirror and when you walk away, you have no idea what that image was. Selah. So when we look at the prophetic, I'm going to talk about the prophetic here in a minute, but when we bring a prophetic word, God had dropped this word out of Ezekiel in my spirit, and literally he continues to cont um, <laughs> give me more understanding, so I'm just going to read this part here. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 37.
a hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley, of the valley which was full of bones. The more I read this, the more I can identify with what God is bringing revelation to me. When you look at the Bible, we read the Bible and we understand that we interpret scripture by reading scripture before, mm -hmm. after, et cetera, et cetera. It's called interpretation. When we interpret scripture, we have to look at the context and we have to look at the verbal understanding about what it says so that you can unpack what it means. So when God opens up a truth to you, he brings his, his semblance of his heart in the midst of scripture. And when he brings that part in scripture, he reveals it to us so it becomes alive in us. And when we walk in scripture truth, there is a part of our life that we can embrace, that we can walk in, that we can magnify, that we can say, ah, the word of God's in me, so I'm walking in the word of God. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you understand that. Simply put, how many have confessed with the Lord Jesus Christ? and know in your heart that he raised from the dead. Okay, you can raise your hand. Don't be shy about it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when we, when we say that, do you realize the confession that's out of your mouth was something that you actually walk in, that you read on the word? You're walking in truth. That's what that means. So when God brings a prophetic understanding about what the prophets from the Old Testament made statements of and what he was giving them, he said this thing that made it alive in this prophet's heart. And I'm just identifying with it because it has a revelation of so many different things that's unpacking this message about the framework and everything else, the content that he wants to do today for here. Okay? So in, in verse 1... He carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And it caused me to pass by them around about. And behold, there were very many open valley. This valley was full of bones. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, <laughs> you know. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto the bones, Behold, I will cause breath enter into you, and you shall live, and you will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring, upon, bring up uh, flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. The prophetic word in, in, in the context here and it's not because of what we you know Pat and I have been able to have an opportunity to be in other cultures we've lived in Thailand we've, we've been to Africa, we've, we've seen different parts of the United States, and the thing about what we've always 
been able to see when we go visit a church is we see excitement, exuberance, and, and pure worship and everything else. And one of the things that we find burdensome all over is that there's such a dry place in churches today. God showed me that the valley that you've seen, you see churches that are withering away. And there's so dryness. There's not a recognition of the spirit of God, nor will they allow the spirit of God in. And so very around we see this dryness that's going on. And so, God, what do I have to do with this? But what happens is when you read the Bible, you see scriptures that talks about he adores the church. He adores the bride of Christ. And he says, this bride will be a pure vessel that I'm coming back, that I'm wooing. That's what you heard this morning about God loving us and wooing us and caring for us. And he says he loves us so much. (laughs) And he continues to say the same thing. I believe in my church. I believe in this dry bride or this illicit bride or this bride that seems to be going away or that falling apart. I mean, come on, y'all. You've, you've had it. You've seen it. There's so much of this stuff going on, the accuser of the brethren all the time. That's just as much of the news that you see going on in the world going on about the church. It's the spirit of the accuser of the brethren. It does not represent the love of the bride of Christ or the love of Jesus. So as we look at this prophetic word, it continues to go and it talks about, you know, there's some people that don't even believe the church is ready for Jesus' return. And it's a lie from the pit of hell because his church is still thriving still has a heart for him, still loves him, still wants him. And that's a witness that we have in our spirit. Oh, he's coming back for me. So despite what dryness that we have, even in our life, even in a particular moment in time, he goes on and talks about, I'm going to breathe life into it. That's the prophetic word. He says, there is hope and there is destiny for my, my chosen vessels. How much of Brother Marcus talked about the Father's love? How many times have you heard that brought in? What do you think he's bringing this sozo? Because there's a part of our understanding of God Father that we need to get straight. Although, otherwise, we miss what he says. We misinterpret it as a problem with me and I'm so ashamed I can't even look at Father God in the eyes because you don't understand what Father is saying. He says, look, I don't care about that. I'm, you're good with me. We already settled the issue of your guilt, shame, and, and rec- we are settled that at the cross. Come on, son. Wake up, bride. Let's get this thing rolling here. There's a bigger cause for us to move ahead in than to sit back and be ashamed and walk in our guilt and all the other stuff that's going on. on. He wants to mature us to a place. So that's why he's taking this valley of dry bones and he's speaking life into it and he's bringing all kinds of flesh and bones and sinew and everything else. He's putting that in. He says, I will make that happen. 
We're talking about God that's a redeeming God, a God that can do all these things. So the prophetic word goes on, and he says things like this in the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, for the, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. How many know that there's darkness covering the earth? Fount talked about the mystery of iniquity that just is in the clouds, in the atmosphere. The mystery of iniquity doth work all the time. And the deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you. Saints, prophetically, God is saying all these redeeming things over time and we haven't even got to the New Testament yet. We haven't got to the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to take us and say, the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in me, and he'll quicken your mortal body by his spirit to raise you from the dead. Dryness. Apathy. Misinterpreting of all the things that are going on. God wants to say, look, there is a time and a season to bring you to an awareness of what the Spirit is saying today. And so now you've got to move from the what and the awe to walking in the truth. Walking in purpose, intentional about what the Spirit is saying. And this we go from here to the framework. So how many heard the prophetic word? Can I bring it a little bit further to our doorstep? The prophetic word says that I am available. He said this to Abraham. Who do I say he sent me? I am that I am. I exist. And so when, when Jesus comes on and he knocks at our door, he says, are you ready to follow me? It's your choice. It's your choice. I'm not going to rush you into anything. And some of us get to the place of, oh, God, I don't know if I'm ready to, to move at that, that pace. See, there's an answer for our inadequacies that we find ourselves operating in. Oh, I just don't know enough. I haven't read the Bible all the way through. Shame for me. And Jesus said, don't, don't worry about that. My spirit is adequate enough to be able to bring all things to your remembrance, and I can take care of all the little gaps of your understanding that you seem to fall short in. It's not for you to concern yourself with all that. All I'm asking you is for your heart. Do you love me? He told one of his disciples, do you love me more than all the stuff that you're doing, your worldly ambitions, all the activities that you think are appeasing my holiness? Are you, are you, do you love all that stuff more than me? And you know the story. Peter said, yes, I love you. Okay. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Take care of those that I have left here under your charge. So 
the framework, simply put, is that God's a redeeming God. He, he cares for us, despite our shortcomings. And the part that, that this is where it gets a little bit choppier, and, and I want to make sure I define this so that you don't take your mind and go into the, um, the spirit of accusation that people operate in or the, the misinterpreting of words or truth that's unfolded to you that you misinterpret it not as a heart of love and concern for your stage in life. The purpose of God's love is to comfort you and inspire you to go a little further. Now, I made a statement like this. I don't know whether you heard this or not, but I made a statement. Are you sitting on your faith or are you crawling in your faith? Some of us are walking in our faith. Though we may stumble, trip, it, it's okay. But you're walking. You're doing something. We got to do, we got to come to a place that, you know, the bride of Christ, the church of Christ, those who are called by God, they're walking in truth, they're walking in their faith, and they're walking that out so that they can understand the things that are going. So if you're walking, that you can, Lord, lead me. You know, some of us are... Oh, my. And I'm not talking about being Holy Ghost. All that. No, I'm, I'm talking about just stumbling and trying to get your steps right so that you can walk on a path that God's called you on. Because the stumbling and the tripping and the unhickedness means that, eh, is that the right way? Oh, wait a minute. I heard this. I'm not sure. And we don't necessarily walk that path that's clear. But to develop you in a place where you can walk in sureness of step, and, and I'm telling you, when we get to the end, I'm going to talk about content. Take the steps I'm talking about and the unevenness and the awkwardness about your walk and put it in a place that you can walk in assurance. And Paul teaches us that in 1 Corinthians, Romans, Colossians, and all throughout. There's a theme that God says about that. My prayer is that I can leave you with new hope and assurance that God wants to take you someplace. That you can walk in newness of life. They can be stronger today than you were yesterday. That you can take the revelation of God that you get now and use it. And not borrow somebody's revelation. Or use the revelation you got last year or 10 years ago. It's outdated. It needs to be fresh because the Holy Spirit is that fresh. We speak about blowing a fresh wind of his spirit on us. Understanding of the word will come in phases. The Holy Spirit will lead you and keep you as you seek him. I heard this the other this, this week. It was really good. This brother was, was speaking. He says, um, our, our reach for God... It's a direct relationship to how hungry we are for him. Our reach for God is a direct relationship for our hunger for him. So the more you're reaching, the more you're going to get filled. But come on, think about it. When, when a baby is, is hungry, what do they do? I saw this commercial. This really 
is a deaf uh, parents or parents, and he they had a son, and he was not deaf, but he learned sign language to communicate to them, and he's growing up, he's got a baby. So he's communicating with his, have y'all seen that commercial? And they're literally communicating on Zoom, and he's telling them by signing to his parents, who are both deaf, about their baby, their grandchild. And the grandchild is sitting up there, he's taught him sign language, and the baby's up there, so he sits up and he starts doing this, which means more. And he's feeding him. And so on a Zoom uh, call, and he's talking to them, and he's signing and says, I can't wait for you to meet him. Their grandbaby. Why did I say that? There's a hunger and saying a desire to, God, I want, I want what you want for me in the most intricate way. And um, saints, I'm, I'm telling you, there's, there's something about this, this era of the prophetic word that God wants to say. And I've only got a portion of it because we're, we're going to try to finish up. I've got to get to this place. I'm going to bring a couple of examples. So we're on the content piece. The content has to do with how. How. It takes the prayer and all the stuff that goes on. And, and I hear it. Saints, thank you. I hear the amens and, and encouragement. But that's just, that's just, that's not even the tip of the iceberg here. I can't, I can't even say it. It's yes and amen. Praise God. But it's not even the tip of the iceberg that God wants to unpack to you. He wants revelation for you to walk in the fullness. Okay? And he says things to us in ways that we can capture in our own heart. But you've got to have the reach. You've got to have the hunger. It, it doesn't matter what I say to you. It doesn't, you can walk here and forget everything I said when you walk out. All I can do is to give you bits and pieces that you can say, oh, that yeah, that's good. That's, and you take that and you resonate it and you go pray about that. You ask God to unpack the revelation of that for you. Because preaching in the, in the, in the church today is not just to give you a goosey bunk experience. It's for to feed truth to you to go chew on it and digest it. And after you digest it, it's got to produce something, not the bad stuff that comes out the other end. The good stuff that produces something inside of you. Amen. Nutrients. Thank you. So if you can bear with me just, <laughs> I got to do this here. One of the things that God does is he, he drops things that, I don't know, some of you may get visions or, or, or illustrations in your mind, in your heart, and he does that for a reason so that he can really begin to resonate things for you. And he, he does that not just to have the, the, the stuff happening, but there's something that he's putting in. That's a, there's a deeper piece to it. So I want, I want you to experience that for, for a minute. <coughs> and hopefully this works. When we talk about the 
the world around us. One of the things that we fight as Christians is we fight to have what we had here this morning. We had a worship experience. How many sense the presence of God? We experienced the presence of God. It, it was, oh, thank you. And we said it again. We sang it again. We, we gave pieces that said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I, oh. And then I'm hearing things in the worship. I said, wow, I, I, that was in my notes. That statement was in my notes. And all that stuff was going on, okay? So what we do is we leave here, and Monday and Tuesday, the revelation kind of gets toned down. Hopefully this will work. Hashtag challenge. And everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is gonna get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get all state. We start fighting the good fight of faith. We start trying to detangle the distractions that we keep falling ourselves prone to. Like what? Oh, these advertisements are off the chain. It, I cracked up for five minutes watching this the first time. I couldn't help it. He acts in a way that brings attention how many have seen that before? He warns us what the effect will be. He told you, this is going to get the biggest, what is it, um, tens of millions of views. And if I stood up here and started doing it, it got your attention. And that's what the world does. <laughs> Come over here. Leave that Jesus over here. Yeah, you can have Jesus up you know, but look at this, look at ha, ha, ha. And everybody will see because it's in the way things happen in society today. Then when it happens, he leaves us <laughs> paying the price. Do you know what that's? What? Mayhem is, represents what the enemy does to kill, steal, and destroy us. He does it in a way that's so attractive. It entertains us. It gets us really going. So, oh, and we say in, in, in the lackadaisical perspective of church, oh, it's all right. God's grace, he'll take care. It's, it's good. It's okay. It's all good. Ah, don't worry about it. What's that? Thank you. A little 
little leaven seems to leaven the establishment of truth. Did you notice the whole thing has started? The guy is on the track. He's moving. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. You know, I don't know if you noticed his hands were on the wheel. He was, he was doing all the stuff right and distracted. And you have been there. Come on, y'all. Y'all been driving, and you kind of get distracted, and they oop. The church has been operating like this for way too long. Okay, real quick. Romans 8, 6, and 7. If you need to write them down. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to the ways of this world, but transform, renewing our mind, being in a place where we do not get drawn in to the things and the ways of the world. And so you can take yourself and you can look at, okay, if you look at that commercial, you can go look it up. It's, it's all out there. But look at the things. What is it that God resonates with you about this distraction that the enemy continues to brought in? Our, is there something that you're even drawn to that would cause you to be distracted to what his purpose and what he's calling you? The content, I can only do one. I'm just going to take one. But if you would write these down, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 3, Galatians 5, 16 through 26, Ephesians 4, Ephesians 5, the content of what God wants us to do is to walk. Ephesians chapter 5, well, in Ephesians, literally, this message was confirmed to me when I, I, I reached out to a pastor about a week ago. And we were talking about something else, and he started telling me, you know, God has been teaching, he's been telling me, and I've been doing this study in my church, right here in Grand Strand area. I'm doing this study, and it has to do with people standing up and walking in the truth that God has told them to walk in. Mm, come on. Mm. That's good. Come on. That's good. Okay, thank you, Jesus. So he's going through Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. If you took the book of Ephesians, you can look at how Paul talks about, look, you've been foreordained. These things are already set with you, and this is what God has been doing. And he says, you are to do all these things. And then he tells you in verse four, chapter 4 and 5, he says, but you are to walk in these things. Yes. We're supposed to walk in love. In Ephesians chapter 5, he says, we're supposed to walk in love. And we don't have time to unpack. You dig that. If we walk in the love of God's love, then all the stuff that people talk about going on in the Christian church would be wiped away because we would have a heart of love. Love goes beyond. Love doesn't accuse. Love, you know, love is all that stuff. You know, the ch love chapter. Walk in light. We've got to walk in the light of God. And then we've got to walk in wisdom. God's put wisdom in our minds. He's given us a brain to think and not just being governed by the world and how they operate in. And I'm going to close here. If you looked at Micah chapter 6, verse 8, he tells you what your purpose, what the Lord asks you to do. Do justly, love mercy, 
and walk humbly before God. It's an action that we do that gives us the operation of how to walk in the spirit. And that's mimicked in Colossians 3. I want to leave you with this. <clears throat> the things that God sparked in your heart in the mag all the stuff that I've talked about, there's a couple things that God would just resonate with you. Take those and sit and meditate on them and make that your selah. You have to understand that God's purposed in your heart to do a certain thing that you can say, yes, Lord, I hear you. And he's saying, okay. In the Hebrew or in the Greek expression, when you hear it, it's more than just this ear. I hear you. I think that's how God wants to operate. So if you can stand with me. I may have taken a little bit longer to unpack some of this, but this, this message is so, so much more that God wants to do in our midst. He, he wants to take you to new places. He wants to move you in places. Some of you, he wants to straighten up your awkward walk to a little bit more assurance. You can play. Some of you, he wants you to actually stand up. He wants you to stop crawling because you already know how to walk, but you've been afraid not to stand. Some of you, he wants you to put a helmet of salvation on your head and stop cocking it sideways the way the world would do it and put it on straight. He wants to move in a way that you've not seen him move before. And that's going to take a step of faith to trust him. God wants to operate in the midst of this community to be shining lights amongst everybody that you come in contact with. Your, your community that you live in, the people that you come in contact with, the grace of God that you already are holding to, there is a place that God wants to say, okay, now it's shine that light. Oh, Jesus. There is an anointing that is flowing right now for a couple of you that would resonate with this statement or this word. You've been looking at somebody and you don't know what to say. You don't know exactly how to impart and you don't want to seem religious to them. What is that? Raise your hand if that's you. You don't know what to say to that person and you don't want to come off as some righteous person. But there's something about that person that you, you just, God's prompting you. He's prompting you to say something or to do something. And you're not quite sure what that is. For some of you, all you need to do is just stand still and let God work with it. Sometimes we just need to give those burdens over to him and let the Holy Spirit in you take you to where it needs to go. See, that's what it means to walk in the Spirit. We get our flesh out of the way. Close your eyes with me. Follow in the name of Jesus.
I pray for the grace of wisdom, wisdom and understanding. Father, I thank you that you would turn up the dials of intensity to my brothers and sisters here, that we long for your presence, that we want to move in ways that we've not moved before, that we want to walk in ways that we've not walked before. Father, that we want to hold fast to your word like we've never held fast to before. Father, I pray newness of life in everyone here. I pray that the, the presence of God will come in the dark places that they did not believe that he can be penetrated. Father, I pray newness of life in the midst of my brothers and sisters here. Father, that you would pour out liquid love on their hearts right now in Jesus' name. Father, that you would move in ways that would bring a level of maturity and awareness that they've not seen before. Father, take us out of crawling to walking. Father, move us that we can stand where we need to stand and just move against the spirit of darkness that's around us. Father, give us the ability to chink off the mystery of iniquity that's causing havoc in the world around us. In the name of Jesus, we speak life right now. Raise those bones and bring all fresh things upon them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak life in the areas of darkness right now. Father, we speak life in the areas of people needing healing right now in the name of Jesus. Father, give our life, give ear to our prayers that we can speak on behalf of those that we under intercede for, Father. Father, that you would move in a special way, that there is nothing impossible for you to do. Father, those that are hurting, Father, we speak life that they will be mended, that they will not be broken, that you will bring new hope in their hearts. Father, we speak life in the name of Jesus. Father, allow us not to be dormant, distracted, to move in the way the world does, but Father, let us move in a kingdom perspective and a life-giving of what you've called us to do. In the name of Jesus, we speak it. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we speak life. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Whether you realize it or not, you are prophetic people. That's why my heart is so comfortable here because there is a prophetic move in the, in the vessels that God has here to speak the prophetic word. It is, it is like I'm in, comp I'm in the company of saints that have purpose and understanding about who they are in God. And it does not mean that your failures and mistakes have any bearing on the grace of God here. It has no bearing at all. He wants to build that up and say, look, we're going to take the mystery of inequity and it's going to be on notice. It will be falling soon. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. Fill us with fullness. Give us new shoes to walk in. Give us new purpose and power in your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, John. God has imparted 
life to each of our hearts today. And I want to encourage you, don't leave with what you came with. (laughs) Only leave with what God has given you. So you may want to reach out to somebody else and bless them or reach out to somebody else. Come and see John and Pat to receive prayer if you'd like that. Take with you what God has imparted to you because it's to change the world. It's not just to change you, it's to change the world. So Father, I bless that impartation to each of our hearts. And we thank you for the man who's released it. Would you pour back into him as well? Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So when you're ready, we can be dismissed. We'll see you back here Thursday for more. Friday for Sozo. Come see me if you're not registered yet. And then again next Sunday for all that God is going to do. God bless you.